It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. What's up, guys? Thanks for checking out the Lockdown Wizard show. Uh, my name is Ian Evans. I'll be steering the ship today, joined by one of my co-hosts, uh, Becca Winkert. What's up, Becca? What is up, dude? Lots to talk about today, guys. Obviously, we're going to recap Summer League, specifically the three players that uh, us as Wizards fans were kind of engaged with during the Summer League with Devin Robinson, Thomas Bryant, and Troy Brown Jr. Um, we're going to kind of very quickly recap what impressed us about those young players. And then we will end up wrapping up the episode today just touching on some of the concerns we have about Dwight Howard. But also, why this specific situation could absolutely work out. Like, it could totally work. It's not the end of the world. I think the ceiling is much higher than, you know, the, the potential payoff, Becca, is like way higher than the downside, in my opinion. So, let's get started, though, with Summer League. Becca, who, who of the three guys, when you look at, you know, the 15th pick, Troy Brown Jr., and then Thomas Bryant, who the Wizards kind of just lucked out and scooped away from the Lakers, and then Devin Robinson, kind of just grown by leaps and bounds. Who out of the three impressed you the most overall? It's hard to say because if you look at their games individually, all of them did amazing. 
points per game for all three of them. You know, Robinson had 19 points. Troy averaged 18.4. Thomas Bryant averaged 15.3. I mean, the two that stood out to me the most was Devin Robinson, but even more Troy Brown Jr. He really showed why they were interested in drafting him. He was great at coming up with plays and... You know, everyone thinks he's an army Swiss knife, and he's a great passer, and he just, his basketball IQ is just so high for his age. Like, I, I was super impressed. Yeah. He's so, the thing about everything you just said there, the most impressive thing to me about Troy Brown Jr., and that's who, that's who I'm walking away from the summer league being most impressed with, too. He's eight, He's 18. He turns 19 soon. He's still a kid. He's so young, and he is so polished, and... His IQ is already really high. You could see him. He was making a lot. He had, he kind of had a lot of turnovers in the summer league. That's not necessarily a bad thing when you're that young. Kind of like John Wall said in a recent interview. If you could give any advice to Troy Brown, what would it be? And he essentially just said, take a lot of chances while you're young. Make a lot of mistakes on the court. Try to be creative. Try to do crazy stuff. And you'll learn from it. But you'll also end up perfecting a lot of stuff too. And you saw his some of his passes were so insane in the summer league like he had these no look passes to Devin Robinson for like a dunk it was it was so much fun to watch and I was like this kid is only 18 (laughs) so I don't know I'm excited for that and Devin Robinson they killed it you know but real quick um let's talk about the other two Becca in 30 seconds or less what impressed you the most about Devin Robinson just so explosive. I think that's a key word here. Oh and my god, I know. Jeez. Just, I mean, we saw that dump, right? Like we saw that. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I mean, he was just incredible. Like every time he can just attack the basket, that would just be so crucial for the Wizards. And yeah. I was I was I was impressed. I truly was. It looked like every time he jumped, he was jumping off of a trampoline. He also showed the ability to shoot. I'll do I'll do mine in 30 seconds or less with Devin Robinson. He showed the ability to shoot as well. He shot 33% from three, which isn't crazy, but it's enough to stretch out the defense and be a threat. Um, His stroke looks fine. His release point looks fine. And he was hitting shots from mid-range too. And he's he's gotten craftier. He's gotten stronger at, like, absorbing contact. So I was really impressed with him. I I feel like a part of me wishes we could just have him on the team, on the squad this year, and get him some serious run because him in transition – with John Wall and Otto Porter and Bradley Beal and Dwight. Like, that would be so much fun to watch. They'd just be running. It'd be like a track meet. We'll see. Um, Moving on, Becca. In 30 seconds or less, what impressed you the most about Thomas Bryant, the big man? I think he was pretty efficient. What I saw from him, he just has a lot of putbacks, boards, blocks, steals. I mean, he's just really efficient offensively, which is – huge I yeah. Mean, yeah Thomas Bryant he like you said he pretty much just cleaned everything up like if there was a miss he just grab it real quick put it back up there. yeah he was always in position which you know I know it's summer league so you could tell it was pretty clearly he was just a lot stronger than most of these guys but I I think also that impressed me he was really nimble and quick and agile for his size and he was doing stuff like like step back threes he didn't I didn't I didn't really see him make one but he was using that move it looked like it was a a guard and like a center's body so I was like pretty impressed by that he also I think more than anything you touched on his efficiency 
I remember one game, and again, you know, at summer league, we we know that he shot eighty two percent from the field one game, eighty two percent. I mean, that's about as good as it gets, right? Yeah, that's like missing one or two shots. So, I was impressed with him as well. He's already going to be making the team. We got the the Wizards got the contract from LA for him. Devin Robinson is the only one because we know Troy Brown's going to make the team as well. Obviously, being the fifteenth pick, it's just Devin Robinson. He's the one where it's kind of still up in the air. And I think right now, Wizards fans, just and basketball fans in general, they loved what they saw from him this summer. Now it's just a question of, do the Wizards feel like they should use that roster spot on someone that's still so young? He's still so raw. He's improved significantly, but he still has a ton more to get better at. But that's the cool thing. That's the, that's the enticing thing about him, right, Becca? Like, I, his ceiling is almost unlimited. Like, if he just keeps improving... Devin Robinson could be amazing for this team, and it's and and like you've always mentioned with the cap space, how this team is strapped going forward, at least for another year. This is how you work around that, right? Dirt cheap Absolutely. talent. He looked good. I mean, he needs to be on that roster. Like, I would be kind of bummed if he wasn't come season preseason because he just looked great. And I think you know the finance side of it, this would really benefit us. And he's talented, and he's really shown a lot of improvement, so I don't see why not. Yeah, you. this is like the gold mine. Young, cheap talent that doesn't need to have a crazy contract, at least for a few seasons until they prove themselves. So right. it, makes, it just makes too much sense to sign him. So hopefully uh, Wizards Brass does their due diligence and gets this kid on the team because I was really impressed. Becca, you were really impressed. I think everyone was. So, But guys – We're going to take a short break real quick just to hear from some sponsors. On the other side, we're going to touch on Dwight. What should we expect? And why should we think that maybe this time, finally, things will be different? It'll work out. We'll talk about it just here in a second. Hey, guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. 
And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thanks for checking out the Locked On Wizard Show. Guys, don't forget, there's an entire Locked On NBA podcast network. doesn't matter who your favorite team is. You can always find it. Just go to any search engine you use and type in locked on whatever team. No matter who you love, you can always find a podcast with experts and insightful news and opinions. And don't forget to check out the Locked On NBA show Monday through Friday. Your team every day. All right, Becca, let's finish up this episode touching on Dwight Howard. Now, obviously, me and you... I mean, I think we're both excited. I know I'm excited about the signing because of his. I've always been a fan of his on the court basketball stuff because he's a he's a genetic freak of nature. He's 32 and he still looks like he hasn't aged since he came into the league at 19. His biceps are massive, box people out with his body, and then he's clearing out a second player to get the rebound just with his forearm. <laughs> like he's like so strong still. And he's still such a powerful finisher above the rim. Even after back surgery earlier in his career, he still has pogo stick legs. He just plays so above the rim and finishes violently. That's something we haven't had here. We've had Marcin Gortat. We've had Nene. We haven't had a finisher like Dwight Howard in forever. So that's probably what catches our eye as Wizards fans. But there is another side to this where everyone from every other team is reaching out to us like you know me you and Arthur and telling us it's not going to work he's a cancer I'm trying to stay objective because I feel like there's always a two sides to a story first of all but also situation matters like context matters timing matters timing in a person's life timing and like when I say situation well I guess we'll start with the situation first Becca You look at the teams that Dwight Howard has played with since Orlando. It's been a Lakers team with Kobe, who was very hard to play with, apparently, from what we've heard. Not just from Dwight, but from multiple people, because he's so hyper-competitive. It had Steve Nash, an old, broken-down, injured 90% of that year Steve Nash, who later retired. You had a Houston Rockets team that actually, people forget, they made it to the Western Conference Finals and had a top-five-ranked defense, something that people tend to just forget about and throw out the window, but that shouldn't be the case. We need to remember that team was a contender. And then after that, Charlotte, a pretty inept, pretty terrible Charlotte team with not a lot of talent, if we're just being honest. I mean, am I right, am I right specifically in that assessment, Becca, am I right that Charlotte, aside from Kimball Walker, not a super-talented team, he probably went in there and thought, okay, I'm going to have to carry the load. Like, I'm going to have to be the number one guy again. Well, I think it when you join a team like that, it's it's hard for you to gain momentum because he came in there, like you said, and he knew he was going to have to carry that team. And he probably also knew that there was a good chance that they weren't even going to make the playoffs. So it's very, I mean, considering the circumstances, it makes sense as to why that would be the case. But on the other hand, you know, before find him, I never heard about him in the news about being like a problem, you know, Twitter blow up of, oh, he's locker room cancer. And I, I've never heard anything. So I'm- I mean, I had, I had heard about 
his reputation in the locker room in L.A., but in L.A., I, f- I figured it was just Dwight going into the Lakers was so used to being the alpha, he carried a, a pretty good Orlando team with some good shooters around him to a finals. I mean, he, he was the number one option and best player by far on a team that went all the way to the finals. And then he went from that to having Kobe be Kobe. And then I guess he thought L.A. would side with him, but LeBron's going to find out soon, too. People are not going to side with you. They're going to side with Kobe in Los Angeles. <laughs> so Absolutely. There's no fighting that. And yeah. in addition to all of that, we actually got to hear Dwight Howard himself when he was interviewed. And he said, you know, my vibes are always good. I'll address that any day. I'm not a bad person. I've never been a bad person in the locker room. All this stuff is just lies to justify why I was traded or why I left the team. But anyone who knows me, who's been around me on and off the court, I've never been an a-hole, and I've never been a mean person. I would never try to destroy a team, but that's the narrative that they always tried to say for me because they couldn't say anything else. So, I think that, you know, yeah. I, I think, of course he's going to say that to the media, but I think that's a little reassuring. I mean, of course, talk is cheap, but... I mean, I, I get... It's it's it can be reassuring, but at the same time, it's been a problem at least two times. The Orlando thing, I'm not buying. He wanted to leave. I know he kind of like he was kind of jerking them around a little bit because there was like, are you signing with us or are you not signing with us? And it was this ongoing thing where he kept changing his mind, and it frustrated Orlando, L.A. Like we mentioned, Kobe. That was just a weird situation where it was two alphas, and and only one could kind of come out of that alive. And then I. So what, you look at the situations, it's L.A. and it's Charlotte. And those situations, like context matters. Leading into the Washington Wizards situation currently, what do you think, Becca, do you agree with the assessment that for the first time since Orlando, Dwight Howard's coming into a situation where it is crystal clear he knows. There's no. There's absolutely zero question what the pecking order is and where he stands because it's John Wall, then it's Bradley Beal, then it might even be Otto Porter, and then it's him. So at the at the bare minimum, he's three or four in the pecking order, and I don't think there's any way in hell he even remotely questions that. So coming in to the Wizards this year, for the first time, like like I said, maybe since Orlando, he knows his place, and where he stands. Like, do you agree with that? I think, I'm sure he knows. Maybe these guys can, you know, look past their issues or work together and just, you know, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Dwight Howard, I think he knows coming in, okay, you know, these guys, they're extremely talented. They've had their issues before. You know, I don't think he's going to come in there with the intention of more problems. That's how I feel. Well, and I don't think like, I don't think he's coming in thinking that he's going to be the number one option. He's not coming in thinking, like, this is my team now, I'm the boss. Like, no, he knows we have Wall, we have Beal, we have Otto, we have all these guys, and it's like he's not the first in line to, like, take this team and just make it his. Yeah. Because he's a team that's been playing together for a few years now. Exactly. So. I think me and you kind of agree. Um, 
it's you know it's this is a boomer bust kind of move it's like risk versus reward and when you factor in the risk the risk is what's the downside the team is the same team from last year like that's it okay whatever then we'll make some changes the upside the upside is you could be the best team in the east like it could happen i think it's worth doing to wrap up the episode becca off court things withstanding how do you feel about the on the court basketball stuff when it comes to Dwight we know that in the past one things that teams haven't liked specifically Charlotte he was asking for too many post-ups he wants to be a post player when the stats reflect that as a post player especially in today's NBA where that's not really that important anymore he's not that good He's just not that good. What he's elite at and what he's always in the top percentile in every single year since he's been in the league and played, meaning like a meaningful number of games. Rim running, catching lobs, pick and roll, put back dunks. And when he does that, he puts up monster numbers. Some of his stats get insane. Even last year at age 32, he had like 30-30 games, 25-20 games. Stuff that we haven't seen here in D.C., ever maybe I think JaVale McGee might be the last player to have like a 2020 game and that was when he was super young so I don't know but what do you think as far as John Wall elite pick and roll passer Dwight's never played Dwight Howard has never played with a point guard like John Wall in his career because Steve Nash was hurt and way past his prime what do you think about like how easy this team could make it for him and how effective he could be if he can buy in to just set screens, run to the rim, clear people out. I could see it working really well here. I think it would be amazing if he knows his role and, you know, he knows what he's coming in here to do because he is coming to help us defend more than anything. And, you know, the putbacks, the blocks, I think that this is really going to work. Like, it has, the, it has the potential to work really well. I mean, John Wall can set him up so easily. And the beauty of Dwight Howard is I don't think he always has to be set up. This could be really amazing in theory, and I hope that it turns out well. Like, I'm super psyched for preseason. Yeah, I can't wait for preseason. I think, you know, to wrap up here, to your point that you just mentioned, he doesn't need to be set up. And I think that's something that maybe him and John and Brad can sit down and talk with you because they're probably going to have, you know, lunch with each other or dinner and just talk to each other. I know they're already friends off the court anyway but just about what the system's going to entail here and what they want his role to be and, like, what he wants his role to be. I think, like you said, though, he doesn't need touches. He's so talented. Even at this stage in his career, he's so talented and so physically imposing as an athlete. He can get, like, 20 points, 30 points randomly on any given night without even getting a look in the offense. Putbacks, cleaning it, like, just being the janitor underneath the rim you know and I think the fact that John Wall can set him up if he's ever in a situation where he needs to be set up is just great John Wall doesn't always have to think too hard about where Dwight is how can he get him a pass because Dwight's already there like he's already ready to go and that's just like you said it's something we've never had before and at least in a while and it's going to be fun to watch if it works out too because like you said John won't have to think about up, oh, let me th- kick it out. Sometimes he's gonna be he's gonna see that Dwight's got position underneath, and he's just gonna be able to let me take a chance. Let me try to draw a foul contact here. Let me try to see if I can finish this off the glass, even though it might not be a high percentage shot because I know he's got position. Like Bradley Beal 
might see Dwight clearing out two guys under underneath the rim and go, okay, let me just let me put this three up. Maybe a shot he wouldn't normally take that's contested or something, but he's got the now the Wizards for the first time maybe ever have a safety who's just a rebounding machine on the offensive glass. So it's exciting. I know that me and you and I think Arthur, I think we're all pretty optimistic about it. Probably overly optimistic because Wizards fans. <laughs> but uh we all know we all know what could be coming and yeah but i think that's something to keep in mind too for for any of our listen, listeners we're not just all roses and sunshine and this um, is gonna be aware of what could happen what could go wrong because for the most part you know it's like murphy's law what can go wrong will go wrong with this team and it's it, we're aware but you know the outside and just seeing the possibilities the possibilities look great right now but we are keeping in the back of our head okay this could go really badly if you know, Dwight Howard and the locker room drama like because you know last year we had drama too and, but we will take him and see what happens because we didn't have much of a choice when it came to finding a center so yeah and yeah. we'll see I mean when you look at all the talent and athleticism and the skill set on paper now and the Wizards' probable starting five. It looks really good, man. I, I, it gets me excited, but at the same time, it could all just explode in a terrible train wreck. <laughs> terrible Wizards train wreck. So I, I guess we'll see. Hopefully, this, this could, we look back on history and go, man, the Wizards really got lucky because of the situation Dwight Howard had found himself in, and they got this incredible center that was like a missing piece for them because of his past and they got lucky and everything worked. So hopefully that's what happens. If not, then we're going to blow it up. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else is new? Yeah, exactly. Twitter and just like letting it all out. <laughs> I, think, I think Twitter is like group therapy for us Wizards fans. Just, you know, kind of sitting in a circle and collectively, you know, sulking and if it goes well, Great. If not, we'll just sit in a circle and cry. So. Wizards, Wizards Twitter is the most angry, depressing, sad thread on Twitter <laughs> that, ex- that exists on the, in the planet. The saddest thing I've ever seen, but it's, you know. <laughs> Shout out to my DC family for still going strong on Twitter. I love you guys to death, but... If you are listening to the show, like, give us a shout-out. Let us know what you think about Dwight. Let us know what you thought about the Summer League. We would love to hear your thoughts. And so we can either be happy or cry in a circle. So. <laughs> cry in a circle. I'll see you guys. Yeah, guys. I mean, if, if you want to share your thoughts with us, um, always give us a shout-out. Tweet us. You can find Becca at BeccaMVP. And you can find me at the real Ian underscore E. Arthur Renault is going to be at District Mamba, and you can, of course, follow the show at Locked on Wizards. Um, send us questions. Send us comments. We do a mailbag a few times a week uh, where we read your guys' viewer questions. So thanks for checking out the Locked on Wizards show. Guys, we will catch you next time. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, 
everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.